another look back at 2019. Welcome to the best movie of the year so far. A show that normally answers that question, what's the best movie of the year? So good to have you back. I am John Ellis. Thanks for joining me today and being a part of this episode. As you know, seeing new 2020 movies is a little difficult now. We are all stuck at home looking for things to watch. Because of that, I wanted to recommend some movies that you may have missed in 2019, or if you, if you did see it, maybe worth revisiting. So I pulled together some podcast episodes from some of my favorites, and I hope you enjoyed these encore episodes. Thanks for taking time to listen. I appreciate it. If you are new, click that subscribe link to be notified of these new episodes. I have links in those show notes to help you with that. Johannes, or Jojo, is a 10-year-old boy living in Nazi Germany during the latter stages of World War II with his mom. Now, early in the film, Jojo and his best friend Yorkie attend a Hitler youth training camp. Jojo is scarred from this trip, both emotionally and an actual scar that runs down his face because of being overzealous with a grenade. But with the help of his imaginary friend Adolf Hitler, his idol, he is motivated to continue. Later, his mom, trying to keep Jojo occupied and his mind from wandering, gets him a job at the local Nazi office to help spread propaganda pamphlets around town. When his mom is out one day, from hearing noises in the house, it leads him to discover a Jewish girl hiding in the walls of the house. Now, being the young Nazi that he is, the first instinct is to turn her in. But she convinces him that it would be bad for all involved, especially his mother, who was hiding the Jewish girl. Now, Jojo agrees to let her stay. In exchange, she helps him write his book on Jews. Of course, Elsa, the young girl, plays along and builds up the stories of the quote, evil Jews with their horns and mind-reading powers. Also, this is a comedy. Jojo Rabbit is a gift of a movie. It's hilarious and possibly really one of the funniest films of the year. Yet it knows when to stop the laughs and tug at your heart at just the right time. It's a delicate wire to balance and Taiki Waititi dances on that line perfectly. It really is one of my favorite movies of the year. So as the director of this film, Waititi has complete control of the tone of this movie. It's not to say the movie doesn't have tone shifts. It does. But he's in control the whole time. He knows what he's doing and you feel like you're trusted. It takes a confident filmmaker to even have the nerve to attempt this movie. And a gifted one to pull it off. He's both. Now Waititi wrote the screenplay adapted from the the book Caging Sky by Christine Lunens. There's a lot more I can say about the story here. But really, it can all be said through the great ensemble cast. Starting with Scarlett Johansson, who plays JoJo's mom. She brings the tender elements in this film, but she's also very funny. And this character has her own secrets to keep. Which, by the way, I wouldn't be surprised to see some award talk for this performance later, but that's for another episode. Thomas and McKenzie, who first blew me away last year and Leave No Trace, plays Elsa. Taika Waititi played Adolf, JoJo's imaginary friend. He brings most of the laughs, which sounds odd and harsh to laugh at, but you'll see. Sam Walkwell once again plays an evil, clumsy uniform officer, possibly with a heart of gold, something he's kind of cornered the market on lately. Comic actor Stephen Merchant also has a small but great role. Rebel Wilson has a small part with this, with, the, with several funny lines. 
JoJo's best friend Yorkie steals every scene he's in, played by Archie Yates. But the star of this film is Roman Griffin Davis as Jojo Rabbit. He's practically in every scene of this movie, and he never falters. In fact, if we can get a series featuring the adventures of Yorkie and Jojo, I'm up for that. But then again, I also soaked up every scene between Jojo and his mom as well. Those were also great. So there's so much in this movie. When I reached the final third of this film, I started wondering how they're going to land this film with the right touch that's needed. But Waititi did, and he did it gracefully. I love this ending. Now, Jojo Rabbit's just a wonderfully weird film. As funny as this film is, and it is very funny, it has a much bigger point. And when a movie like this feels so relevant to today, you know it's touching on something important and something deep. So go find Jojo Rabbit. It's one of the best movies of the year. Hey, thanks again for being a part of today's episode. I appreciate you making this part of your podcast routine. Be sure to subscribe so you're the first to know these new episodes. If you haven't yet, leave me a comment in Apple Podcasts or however you are listening. I'd love to hear from you. Reviews and stars are always helpful. As always, you can find this podcast on all those major channels. Join the discussion online. Let's talk about more movies. You can find me at ellisonmovies.com and always on Twitter at ellisonmovies. I look forward to the next episode and hearing from you. But until then, stay home and watch a movie.